Freedoms that the Anzacs fought for. Hi, this is Alex Defna with a reminder that you can support Jai Air by joining as a member at jai-air.com.au. Your membership fee of $54 a year will help Jai Air maintain its commitment of bringing your community to you. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. You are listening to 10K Radius on j-air.com together with uh, Mendel and myself, Meishi, MM Productions. And uh, we'll be on the air now for the next two hours, starting now at just after 10 a.m. till 12 noon. Hello, Mendel. How are you? Good morning, Moisha. We're going to have some music to kick off shortly. Our famous Bond theme is coming up for yes. all the listeners out there. And good morning to our studio guests today. We'll mention them. We've got the big three today, Moisha. From one person that's blown to a trifecta of three guests, and I'm, in, I'm going to introduce them to our listeners. First of all, uh, uh, Henry Bach is here and his daughter Deborah. And Alex Katz, the three guests, Moshe. This is a scoop for Yes, uh, we've never been so crowded here. No crowded house. We're like sardines in a tin can. And a very warm welcome to all of you. Bokatov and to all the listeners today. We've got a jam-packed Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Two hours from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. But the kick-off, Moshe. Well, the kick-off is you are listening to J-Share, 88FM. Turn your radio dial to 88FM. It's Australia's only Jewish community radio station and on the web, j-air.com.au. And I'm trying to get the theme going. Uh, we always the have famous an theme. issue It gets you in here. the mood for a great and show. Of course, uh, you know, it's not yeah. coming on, but eventually it will. It will. Here, it is. here we go. Mendel, let's uh, start kicking the show off, but uh, just reminding everybody that uh, this is 10K Radius on uh, j-air.com, and uh, let's uh, just do this, Mendel, for a start, playing the uh, the disclaimer, just in case we we say something naughty and uh, are likely to get into trouble. Variety of views and opinions 
which is to the benefit and purpose of Community Radio. And just so that everybody knows that uh, we're actually on J.S. Now, just reminding everybody, of course, today is Friday the 18th of August, 2023. That's Yom Shishi It's Beit de Rosh Chodesh Elul. Today is Rosh Chodesh Mendel. Second day Rosh Chodesh. It's the second day of Rosh Chodesh Elul, Tafshin Fei Gimel. That's the second of Elul 5783. The Pasha this Shabbos is Shoftim, Judges, and we'll talk about that a bit later. Shabbos candle lighting comes in this evening at 5.28pm and Havdalah on Saturday night, that's Moitzah Shabbos, Shabbos goes out at 6.28pm. It's exactly 25 hours for the Shabbat. Um, to let you know, people who need to push strollers or carry uh, inside the, uh, the Eruv area this Shabbos, the uh, COSV, the uh, Council of uh, Orthodox Synagogues of Victoria has declared that the Eruv is kosher. So you're right to uh, push the kids in the prams and the strollers and carry and all those wonderful things. Now, uh, Mendel, um, yes. we're going to, uh, you know, tell people what the weather's going to be like over Shabbos. Yeah, we're going cold. to have uh, a history of uh, what happened this day. In it's the in Jewish the calendar, hour, the yeah, in yeah. the second hour, we're just letting people know. Uh, we'll be talking, obviously, about the Pasha. Uh, we'll have Twatam, the world according to Meishi. We'll have a few quotes, a few jokes, lots of music, shout-outs, mazel tovs, and uh, Yiddish, and whatever else we can fit in. But in the first hour, we're going to have an interview uh, Mendel, you're going to be conducting the interview as you always do so supremely and uh, professionally. And uh, I believe we're going to be talking about the March of the Living and a few other things. And uh, it's going to be fun and frivolity for the first hour and certainly also for the second hour. Just to mention our phone number here, if people want to ring in, they want to ask a question about March of the Living, the phone number is 90692086. And if you want to text in a message, which we'll get to and answer in due course, it's 0404 so there you go. What Mendel, intro, the chair intro. is yours. Yeah, no, Kick no, off. No, not all mine. We're going to have And a uh, we're going to have a coffee chat. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have the coffee. Oh, we have a couple of coffees. But, That's all um, right. We, we, we wish it all our listeners are getting Chodesh, first of well, all. Well, absolutely. It's Chodesh uh, Elul, and we'll talk about Elul a bit later on. When you mention that word Elul, you know what? It's Babylonian in origin. Yeah, it's it means all, harvest that's of it. all things. That's yeah, it. Harvest. But my late father, Oliver Sholem, used to say, everywhere I was trying to, Mazukta Halb Halel. That's it. You know, it's a special occasion, you know. It's a very anyway, special month, and we'll talk about it in the second hour. Of course. Every Friday we have a great uh, Fabrangan anyway. It's great to have you three uh, guests in the studio today. First of all, let's tell um, 
the listeners about your a little bit about your background. First of all, I'll well, go up. Introduce them oh, first. Of course, Mendel. I have that. This, I have already done that. But we'll go over to Alex Katz first. Uh, now, Alex, with a surname like that, do you are you a, 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 a an avid Geelong supporter? <laughs> because Katz means Katz in Yiddish. Katz, Katz. Katz. Hello, and it's great to be here, especially in this wonderful uh, new Thank month. You, uh, Thank you for for having me as a guest. Yeah. Um, Katz actually, the origin, the Hebrew origin, is Kohen Tzedek, which means righteous priest. Oh, so, there you so go. So that's so that's that's my that's my origin. Yeah. But my family is particularly unique because my surname spelt with an S on the end, yeah. as yeah. opposed to a Z. The but Z. we're absolutely not Geelong supporters. No, and, well, and and most of my family are very much Carlton supporters. Ah, the old blue boys, like our high school. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Alex, uh, you've been described as. Well, one of the most dedicated communal activists in the Melbourne Jewish community, doing the work of Tikkun Olam. You've been doing doing it for a long time. I met you many years ago at Chabad in Bentley, of all places, and uh, we've seen each other at all, a lot of communal functions through the years. You've uh, done a lot of work with the Council of uh, Christians and Jews for the Port Phillip Multi-Faith Network. Um, Back in 2006, you were part of the Louder Foundation that went to uh, the big seminars in Belarus and Germany. Oh, you've done wow, so you've much. Wow, you've done your research. Well, when we have a look on Google and we get all these things on 10K Radius. We like to uh, tell listeners about the background of our guests. Uh, after that, you went and did a lot of work in um, in India and Jerusalem with the Jewish... Uh, what would you call the community of Muslim establishments or something? Uh, no, it was the, a combom- combination. The, the Jerusalem one was the uh, joint journey to Jerusalem joint, the joint, with yeah. the uh, Jewish Christian Muslim Association. That's it, exactly. And um, I, I think he's worthy of a nomination from an OAM. <laughs> I reckon. I don't know why no one's nominated and you. And also, last Monday, we promoted your event that you had at uh, South Caulfield Shul, Lunch and Learn. Yeah. I believe that went well. Yeah, well, so that was actually the sixth uh, presentation that I did about our topic today, March of the Living. We'll go into um, but it was the first one that I did that wasn't on a Shabbat. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, it, was, uh, it was on a Monday, and as a result... It was an opportunity to show some photos as well, not just talk about March of Living, mm. but, to, but to show some pictures from our tour, from our group, Fantastic. featuring our other guests who are in the, the studio o- today. The other thing listeners should know about Alex is that he's um, written quite a lot of articles for the Jewish News and a few novels and, and also... Um, not, not novels yet. We, we, uh, that, that's way, coming. But... <laughs> He, he's a shul hopper like myself, correct? Very much so. We, um, get around, we go from Kew to Port Melbourne yeah. to Chabad Bentley yeah. to Chabad. You've got no preferences. You, you'll dove in anywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually intentionally not a member of any synagogue like for that myself. reason. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're heading over now to the other side of the table, and we're going to talk about um, Debbie... Bach, tell us about your background, Debbie. What have you done over the years? Did you go to Mount Scopus or Bialik? Tell us, tell <laughs> the listeners and your profession oh, at the moment. Then we'll you. switch it over to your father, Henry. Oh, thank you. Well, um, come, yeah. come closer oh. to the speaker. My first uh, radio debut, so thank you. Um, well, I had a bit of a mixed education. I went to a public mixed school and then went to uh, Mount Scopus and then I went to a, a 
girls' uh, school, Shelford, just locally in Caulfield. Back in the day, I uh, introduced my Shelford collegians, uh, who are all blonde, <laughs> uh, to uh, falafels. <laughs> they hadn't had that before. So um, I'll, I'll just fast track a little bit, though, just to say that uh, I, my dad's a first generation Holocaust survivor. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So that that's been an interesting background in a different way with our family who who had survived the Holocaust and. Uh, uh, different exposures there. Work-wise, yeah. what do you do now? Uh, at the moment, I am studying, doing dietetics and nutrition. Fantastic. Which sounds almost like an oxymoron because I <laughs> eat so much food. <laughs> Not the of best, course. but anyway, uh, like a confession here. Okay, yeah. Let's go over to your dad, uh, who has been... I think this is your third visit to J.A. Henry. We've had you on in the old studio when you were uh, going to for a seat on Stonington Council many years ago, correct? That was one interview. And the other time we've had you on the show is talking about um, your life in general, which was for many years you were a, um, a physiotherapist. You had a business, a thriving business in East Bentley. You did a lot of work with um, of football clubs. And uh, apart from that... I've got a sore shoulder. I might... Uh take you up on uh, a little bit of physio a little bit on uh, after the show why not after the show yeah. I believe not? he's retired <laughs> uh, you never know Henry's also served on the board of um, the St Kilda Shul and in the Royal Children's Hospital he's been in the choir at St Kilda Shul he does uh, volunteer work for parishes in a whole lot of various Jewish uh, community organisations as a volunteer, but the main thing with Henry is that Henry was born in the Warsaw Ghetto, 1941. Correct, Henry. Correct. And this is what leading into the March of the Living while we is the reason why we have you three guys in the studio today. Henry was actually smuggled out in a fur coat, in a pelts. They say, am I right? You mentioned it to me. That's one opinion that. Uh, uh, some say you, it was in a pakala, but I reckon it was in a coat sewn in a, in a, in a pelts. Um, and the story here is this is a, a, a story and a half. Your mother walked 800 kilometres from a place in Poland called Leipzig to find you in an orphanage at the age of five. Correct, Henry? This is the, the classic story that comes out of... Uh, she was actually... It was from a place in Germany, a war munitions factory that was operated by the Germans, and That's she right. had false IDs, and it was from Gorolitz, not Leipzig, uh -huh. and um, she walked... I don't know. They say seven or eight hundred yeah, uh, kilometres, ducking a in miracle, it, a nest, and uh, found found me. In fact, um, from the Warsaw Ghetto, you ended up um, as a Catholic in inverted commas in in an orphanage. Correct? Absolutely. It was an orphanage. You were five then, and the story goes on to uh, that you arrived in Melbourne. With your mother, grandmother, and an auntie, all due to the efforts of your late uncle, correct? In a nutshell, for the listeners to, to yeah, say. yeah, that's an introduction. Yeah. But um, just to let listeners know what we're going to be uh, 
talking about leading into the March of the Living and other things as well. But first of all, Moshe, we'll kick off with a little bit of music and then right into the March of the Living and what it means to these three individuals. Absolutely. And uh, reflect on it. Yes, let's have a little bit of music just to lighten the tone a little bit. I've just got to find the play button and uh, then we'll be right to go. Press play and away you go. Hold your horses, Mendel. I've got to get the uh, CD player going. Here we go. Here we go. You are back with uh, com 10K Radius. We're now at uh, 19 minutes past uh, the hour of 10 o'clock and uh, we're back in the studios talking to um, a couple of, uh, well, three people in effect uh, that we've got uh, doing an interview with on uh, their personal lives and also March of the Living. 
Um, so let's continue again, uh, Mendel. Yeah, with Henry, um, Debbie and Alex. Absolutely. And yourself. Five ways. That's it. This. That's Just, it. Just uh, Debbie asked me to add a couple of little uh, aside uh, tidbits about uh, Henry. Not only uh, was he a physiotherapist, uh, podiatry was part of your profession for many, many years, and a lecturer in it as well. Um, a marriage celebrant now as well. And... Um, Skiing is a big passion of, of yours with the uh, Ajax Ski Club, etc. Yeah. I was there last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. I was anyway, there last week. Just a few little things. We could talk two hours about Henry's life. He's a he's a he's a master of all ma- uh, all trades. A maven's of me and you this year. That's it. Anyway, Absolutely. Back back to March of the Living. Such a uh, it's a it's an emotional topic. Isn't it to talk about? Absolutely. But first of all, we've got to also mention the um, the fact that Alex Katz is co-president of the Australian March of the Living. Correct, Alex, together with Cedric Geffen. Yeah. And I've got a question straight away. Sue Hample, does she play a role still? She's been associated for many years. Uh, not at the moment. Not at the moment. That that clears that question up. Correct. We cross that off the list, and away we go. Let's tell listeners, may she about. What what is the March of the Living? You know, well, it's a march. Well, it's certainly a march, but there's <laughs> more to it. It's been going since uh, it's been thirty five years. This was the thirty fifth year. Correct, uh, Alex. Thank you for that. It was established in nineteen eighty eight. On the actually the actual date, April eighteen, to coincide with Holocaust Remembrance Day, which correct? it always, which is always when the march yeah. happens. And eventually, that leads into it's an option though to celebrate Yom. Hatzmut, Yom Hatzmut in Eretz Yisrael. A lot yeah. of people go on to that part of it as well, but we'll talk about that shortly. Yom Hatzmut. Yom Hatzmut. It depends which side of the area you go from. That's it. I'm a Tombury boy, so we... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, so we know this year was the 35th anniversary, and... It is actually a three-kilometre walk from Auschwitz, Auschwitz again, that's the way you say it, to Bacchanal, Birkenau. Otherwise known as Auschwitz 1 and Auschwitz 2. Yeah, and I'll t- talk something about that as well, uh, Alex, in a second. I've got something to add to that. In Hebrew, it's, it's known as Mitzad Hakayim. Hakayim. Ha- well, yeah, again, different Ashkenazis, <laughs> Faraday pronunciation. Nice. How do you say it, Alex? In your Mitzad Hakayim. Yeah. Exactly. And um, one of the biggest sponsors and supporters of it has been a chap by the name of Edward Mosberg, a Holocaust survivor who regularly attends, if his health's okay, and he wears... No, he passed away now. Did he? Thank you, Alex, again. Yeah, thank you for all this additional information. He used to do that walk in the original uh, camp uniforms, you know? He passed away only in the last year. Did you get to meet him? No, this no. is my first time. I've yeah. never been before, so I've never oh, met him. It's your first time. Um, but we did, as part of our Erev Yom HaShoah ceremony, mm. um, there was a tribute to him. Mm. Was as, he a South African? I, I don't know him, so I don't, I don't oh, know. A Goyce, uh, I, th- I believe he lived in America, but I'm not, I'm not certain of that. He was, a, he was originally Polish, of course. Great don- philanthropist as well, and through him... And we'll mention uh, Spielberg, that his association shortly as well. So we um, and the, the the walks mainly 
would you agree with me when I say this mainly aimed at high school students? It started initially. Group? It yeah. started initially as a high school program. Yeah, and until 2019, it was a high school program in Australia as well. That's right. But in Australia, it was. For many years, it was both a high school program and an adult program. Yeah. And then in 2019, the high school program was discontinued for Australians, and it's now for Australians just an adult program. Yeah. This is but, so but but many but many of the people we met across across the march were definitely mm. high school groups. Mm. And something also interesting, they're not all Jewish on this march of the living. You've got a lot of people coming from Rwanda from genocide uh, the, the business over there from um, Vietnam and also from Africa, you know, the, where the things aren't so crash hot. We met Correct. a group that was right, standing right next to us who were from Japan, Japan a non-Jewish right. group who were lovers of Israel. Mm. They've been coming to Israel for years and they decided that uh, the last few years they wanted to be part of the Jewish experience and understand Jews in a better way, so they come on March of Living as well. Yeah. And we met them in Israel as well. Going back to... Uh, did, you have, did you get to see... Um, the Spielberg virtual March of the Living at all. He set that up about three years ago when COVID hit, and it's it's growing and growing. No, you didn't I'm get. I'm not sure I know yeah. what you're talking What's about. What's that? Is that Spielberg, by is that by Zoom? Zoom? It's a virtual. Uh, yeah, but what do you go on to, to? No, you see the actual march. Yeah, but uh, what site do you go know. on in People order to see it? it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Part of the March of the Living and uh, the Spielberg, uh, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to, but any, anything that uh, outlines the Holocaust and, and gives that experience is great. But I think part of the March of the Living, you know, is, is grassroots, uh, feet on the ground, so to speak. And it, it, I think the theme is, or the motto is, go where history books can't take you. So mm. it's all about that mm. experience, uh, being with others um, from all communities. Which is why it was such a shame for the last few years when uh, when our Australian group couldn't go. Mm. This is the first year that uh, there was a march since 2019. Mm. Um, last year there was a very small European-only march, but Australia didn't participate. Mm. And so this was the first time in, a, in like three or four years. So we just give me some details of the actual march. So it takes place always on the 18th of April? No, it all, takes place always on Yom HaShoah. Yeah. On Yom HaShoah, good, okay, yeah. on the Hebrew date. Yeah. And people gather, congregate from where to where? So, so we you, you congregate in what's called Auschwitz One, which yep. is Auschwitz itself. Yep. Um, uh, we we had to uh, because altogether there were about ten or maybe even twelve thousand people from around oh, the world okay. who do this march. This yep. year, that's how many there were. Yeah. Um, and because the march is with of everyone at once, you congregate um, in a staggered way. In the sense that everyone has a certain number or, or position in the, so it's not all ten thousand at once, yep. um, and everyone arrives more or less at the same time, and then and then as our guide said to us, hurry up and wait, <laughs> as in we all had to arrive, and then we all had to wait until our number was called, yep. so that our group could join the other ten thousand people. Now, and then where you, do you march to? And you march to Birkenau, Birkenau. which is yep. otherwise known as Auschwitz II, which True. is the famous. You've seen pictures of the famous. Um, train line yeah. entrance yeah. so that you walk to there and then behind there is uh, on the day of the march is a stage that they build for the day and have a and have a concert or performance yeah and um, you have that uh, the writing over the entrance Arbit yeah. Macht Frey so that's at the beginning that's at the yeah. that's, uh, that's where the march starts okay alright now are you saying that all 10,000 or whatever the number is 
they all congregated the Finnish together mm-hmm. at Auschwitz II. Yes, correct. And exactly. And they built, they for the day, um, Auschwitz II. The reason why it's there is because Auschwitz II is partly destroyed. So yep. there's not a lot there. It's mostly grass area. Right. Um, there's, there's bit, you can see what used to be there. There's some, some foundations on the ground, but there's yep. not a lot there. Yep. And so as a result, they put chairs all the way yep. um, to send 12,000 chairs. They lay out, you know, uh, fold up chairs with a stage for the de- for that particular day. Gotcha. We actually came back yeah. another day and we saw that completely empty. So okay, so just let me ask you a couple more questions. The Polish government do they get do they represent themselves there? Um, in previous years, the Polish pr- I don't know if it's prime minister or president has been in as part of the ceremony. So yes. okay, do you get anti March of the Living People? coming and protesting not on the day that we were there in fact on the opposite we saw people who who had signs that uh, say welcome internationals glad you're doing this for us right now so there is a ceremony obviously mm-hmm. on the stage people speak etc mm-hmm. etc et and how long does that whole ceremony go for this well the ceremony the ceremony is run by mamasha living international which yeah. is largely run out of america and israel yeah. so they're responsible for that there's there's usually um, some philanthropists, um, some speakers um, representing all sorts of families uh, of survivors. Um, there's some singers, including the the cousin, the cantor of the um, Israel Defense Force. Yeah. Um, Rabbi Lau makes a speech. Right. Um, but but that ceremony is I don't know what is it two hours something like that mm. something like two hours. But the the whole process takes a whole day because mm. it's yeah. a very slow march. It's a lot of waiting. Um, yeah, how long is the? To, how long did did it take you to do that three k walk? As I said, it's not it's not it's not intended. You could do three kilometers in, in half a, an hour. Yeah, of um, but the intention is to do it slowly, slowly. Um, and absorb. each yeah, to absorb it right. Yeah. And it's you're actually walking on public roads that they close off for the day, mm-hmm. um, and they tell us in advance that some groups do it in absolute silence. Some groups do it the whole time. Um, dancing and Nigga. singing, and Nigga. and some groups are somewhere in between. And and the intention is that you go slowly and you meet with others as you do it. And and so it takes, I don't know, an, mo- more than an hour. More than an hour. And, yeah. And just to say, it's it's the the. I've had a lot of uh, sort of feedback from some, oh, not a lot. Some people have said, you know, why are you going on the march? It's quite sombre and it, it's it's depressing. And but I, I think that, and please correct me if I'm wrong, and everyone's perception is different. But the whole point is that. We're alive. We're here. This is the next uh, generations and generations of those who have uh, survived and uh, also going back to the, the multi-faith and, and others who have joined uh, this year, uh, Africans, as you said. Uh, yeah, Rwanda, yeah. And, Japan. Correct. For those who have been affected by genocide or potential now, genocide. Henry, you've been on the march several times, am I correct? Yes, I think this is my fourth time. Fourth time. Colour oh, Kavod. Yes. Tell listeners. Uh, fourth time. Um, it was something that sort of uh, resonated in my mind uh, when I was approached. And uh, at that time, there were a lot more survivors. Mm. But uh, it recently has uh, gone to very few. And uh, so they asked me this year... And um, because of my age, I have to have a uh, supporter, and I'm 
so pleased that my daughter was able yeah. to accompany me and she bossed me around the whole time. Um, but in the meantime, Henry was very much by everyone we met was treated as a VIP, um, as a survivor, because there's so few remaining. How many from Melbourne were actual survivors with you on this last one? Only myself. Oh, yeah. In yeah. previous years, we've had, um, I'll mention her and give her a shout out, Judy Colt. Has been on that march. Yeah, well, quite they a only few take times. one. Oh, they each only take time. one. Yeah, they I don't understand. take several. And um, from Sydney or interstate? No, it's one from Australia generally. Only yeah. one. Uh, it, the idea is that as an Australian group, you have one survivor with you who tells their story. Mm-hmm. So we went to Warsaw. We went to Majdanek, where where Henry's father was killed. So we went to all the places mm-hmm. that are relevant. And that's another him. question I wanted to ask you: Do they um, organise? Uh, I mean, I'm using the word tours, but it's not you know, in a sort of general way, do they organise a whole program outside of the March of the Living itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, as I said, there's about ten or 12,000 people that come from all over the world. Some come just for that one day, but very few. Right. The majority of groups make a whole program out of it. Yep. And it's not just going to camps. We also saw the Polish Jewish community of today. Okay. We, saw, we saw touristy sites. We saw other things as well that wasn't just... Camps the whole time. It wasn't somber the whole time, as Debbie said. Cemeteries, um, but also synagogues that are uh, thriving. You saw all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that's the idea. And actually, the Australian program, as the vast majority of programs, as you mentioned, um, is 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 Poland one week and then Israel the next week intentionally. That's the program. It's a two week program intentionally to go to Poland first and then Israel next. So let me ask you, what was your impression of the Polish Jewish community today? Uh, Personally, I was surprised by how thriving it is. They told us um, that the census of 10 years ago said that there were 8,000 Jews in Poland. The census of last year said that there were 16,000. Right. If that's true, that means it's the fastest growing Jewish community in the world, doubled in a decade. That's not, that's not actually true because, because till today, some people don't know that they're Jewish and there's Correct. lots of people yeah. who are part of the Jewish community yeah. who aren't actually Jewish. Also, yeah. Or they don't want to admit it or whatever. Also, that number would include a lot of Ukrainian Jews who have come over the No, 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 that number wouldn't because that was the census of, a, of, a, of before the war. Okay. Since then, yes. Since then, there's a lot more. Yes, yes, yes. And we met. We met in Krakow. We actually went to the Krakow Jewish Community Center, and they told us about their work with uh, Ukrainians. They said some of their own staff had initially, when the war first broke out, some of their own staff had Ukrainians living in their own homes. Then they've been so invested from from the outset. Um, they said that they're going to support Ukrainians, whether they're Jewish or not, and they've been very, very invested in the war efforts. Until today, we saw people. Um, there's, a, there's a whole room that they dedicated in their center for Ukrainians to come and get food and belongings and anything they want. It's specifically for Ukrainians. Yeah. Right. And most of them are non-Jews, yeah. Let's pass the microphone over to Henry. He's got a whole uh, Megillah. He's, he's here got to a Megillah. It's so unbelievable. I've got, I've got so many, uh, so many items of interest. All right, Henry, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, so go. many items of well, interest. Well, uh, Alex is the floor is a, yours. You go. Go for it. Well, I'm just saying that uh, Debbie and Alex have uh, produ- uh, has, you know, given us a very wide idea of what was going on, and I'm I'm part of that. And uh, there were some very significant things that that went on, and uh, um, we went to various synagogues. Out of uh, I think out of 400, there were, there's only 
one left or so. In, in Warsaw right now, there used to be 400 synagogues before the war, and now there's only one remaining. Mm. Two survived the war. One was destroyed by the communists. But that shows you how large the community was and, 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 the, and, the, and the, 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 how devastating the war was that only one or two survived the war. Anyway, we went to various um, synagogues that were opened up. I'm not sure whether it was for us, but uh, we, we went there. And one significant one was it was all dark and, and we walked into this place and there were a lot of Hasidim there, davening, and the atmosphere was so uh, Hamish, yes, yeah, so warm. And they were all davening and... Um, uh, all of a sudden, um, a gentleman who is a ambassador or representative of 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 European Jewry, and his name is Joseph. He's uh, that's a different story. I think you're mixing up two stories. The Hasidim wasn't that story. Yeah, they were davening there. That was a different story. You're talking about Johnny Daniels. Yes, I'm talking. But about But that Johnny was a different. Daniels. That was a different occasion. So Johnny Daniels was there this is a gentleman who um he brings judaism and 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 the the learning of torah in in poland and uh we happened to be there and there were people davening and all of a sudden and and the story was that there was a a torah that was badly badly damaged and a non-jewish gentleman hid it and then it was given to the rabbis, and they decided to resurrect it. And on this particular night, we were there, and I was given the honor to, and with our rabbi, we had a rabbi with us, Rabbi Nirenberg. Um He's from Jewish Care, and he was wonderful. And we had, um, uh, we had this Johnny Daniels, and he asked me to come up, and I didn't know this. And I had to write the last little bit on the Torah to... I'm not sure if it's finished now. Is no, so so, uh, uh, so Johnny found this Torah um, yeah. and he decided that he's going to complete it by getting survivors to write letters in it, yeah. as you did. And it's not yet complete and he's actually coming to Australia in November and he's going to have events in Australia with survivors to continue completing this, this Torah that was that's, found. That's wonderful. Yes, yeah, so, so it was very emotional. Then I made a little bit of a, a, a talk about, about my, my background and what happened. And the atmosphere was, was so warm and Hamish. It, w- it was amazing. So that's just one of the, the highlights, the highlights of, uh, of our, our trip. Right. Um, maybe I'm getting mixed up. We went to a, a few... Um, we went to some community centres. That's all right. Where the Jewish uh, people yep. w- were, um, um, as much as they can, they introduce Jewish people to to that community. Yep. Remember that community hall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the Jewish community centre in Krakow. Yeah. We went to a bunch of different places in Krakow. One of the ones was um, there's lots of former synagogues in. Unlike Warsaw, which only has one synagogue, Krakow has a dozen synagogues or so, but none of them are used as synagogues at the moment. They're all used as museums. So right. one of the ones we went to, the first one we went to, was when we saw Hasidim singing and dancing because they were there for the outside of one of their rabbis. And then later that night, we went to a different synagogue where we had a ceremony, Erev Yom HaShoah, and that's where Johnny Daniels was with his Torah. 
Fantastic. For anyone listening, um, perhaps not knowing the whole background, potential. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just to literally be there to see this. You know, there were six million Jews and um, who were, who perished, and just the whole communities for thousands of years, living there, thriving, uh, wiped out, and then to see it sort of rejuvenating and and uh, rebuilding, if you will, in in Poland is pretty amazing, and especially given the situation at the moment. Mm. So. Yeah. One of the non-Jews we met, for instance, said that he grew up speaking words that he thought were Polish, but they ended up being Yiddish mm. because yeah. he grew up in a shtetl where there weren't any Jews left when he grew up, but the words were still in existence. Mm. Boris, well, time yeah. for some music. Absolutely, but just to remind uh, the listeners that if they want to uh, ring in and they want to ask uh, the interviewees or Mendel and myself any questions... The phone number here is 9069-2086 or you could text on 0404-556988 and uh, also just to remind you that you are listening to uh, com internet radio and uh, also uh, just to remind JE needs your membership. Uh, membership keeps us on air for only $54 per year, Mendel. Your membership enables us to pay our bills and provide quality radio like the show you're currently listening to. Join up via our website, j-air.com.au. Fantastic, Moisha. And a shout-out now to Kosher Meals on Wheels, uh, an organisation has been going for 52-plus years. 0474 215 996 kosherMealsOnWheels.org.au and uh, under the full uh, Kashwa supervision uh, there, and uh, magnificent service they do. Keep Absolutely. that phone number. Yes. There, man. Tuned into you. How are you doing? The Havel Radio Station everyone loves. J Air 88 FM. FM. Oh, yeah. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au.
back, Tenkei Radius. We're back again, and uh, hope you're enjoying the show. And uh, Moshe, that yes, was Mendel. Bev Harrell singing. That the great a, oh, that's a great song, what? and uh, really livens the uh, the mood. Moshe, she was a great singer in the late sixties, seventies. Always on the Don Lane show, and yes. she was pint sized. She was about four foot ten, well, but boy, go. can she sing! Remember Bev Harrell? What a singer from Adelaide, hails from Adelaide. Right. music. Absolutely. That's beautiful, beautiful voice. Great stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Mandel, what else have we got now? Back to March of the Living. Absolutely. Some, some facts and figures, and we have to reflect on these. <coughs> Alex mentioned Auschwitz 1 and 2. In Earlier on, Alex, we, yep. you mentioned 1 and 2, but I'm going to tell you that there was Auschwitz 3 as well. Yeah. Now, this was... Slave labour and run by one of the big companies that were involved was IG Farben, notorious with the cyclone gas, etc. And uh, they actually invested, Moisha, at the time, an enormous amount of money into that, uh, in setting it up, all with Jewish blood, slave labour. They put in three million US. I think it would be more. In those times, it was a lot of money. Right. And... They used the Yidden, I think four months, if they could get seven months out of it. They worked them 14 hours a day. A lot of people wouldn't know about Auschwitz III. That's why I'm talking about it. And they were producing their um, synthetic rubber, uh, weapons for the Nazis, uh, manufacturing fuel. It it was such a huge scale. And that was located... um, uh, about six kilometres away f- from Munnawich. Yeah, they Henry, told us. They told us about it. Henry, it's a little further out of town. Yeah, Henry might know that town, Munnawich in Poland. So there's some interesting facts and figures about Auschwitz three, and it's actually uh, the other f- facts I wanted to talk about is that at Auschwitz all combined, one point one million people died. One million were Jews. Let's reflect just for a couple of, for 10 seconds, you know, the neshamas that we've lost. Well, we've got to always, always remember that it's not the the number, right, that is the important, uh, the primary thing. It's the fact that it's a human being, that every human being Mm. is of equal value and uh, we learned that from this week's Pasha of Shoftim and um, the fact of the matter is it's a a terrible tragedy Um, but uh, you know we we, uh, this program 10k radius is uh, was founded on uh, the fact that we we uh, remember the six million, Zero and we all not. and we always mention yeah. it at the end of the of the two hours. And um, but every single human being, Jew and non-Jew, is uh, important in the eyes of um, of God. And uh, yeah, we and, think uh, of it every day. Absolutely, my mother was a Holocaust survivor, and I can tell you something very, very important. It's one thing that I just want to mention before we go back to Henry, that if you're a child of a Holocaust survivor, 
you are absolutely in essence different to a child of a non-Holocaust survivor. Would you agree with that? Debbie, comment please. It's all yours. Wow, I uh, very philosophical. I, I have to think about that because I've only known to be, you know, my father's daughter. Mm. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, the, and yeah. Let's and mention Jason, and your brother, and my brother as well. As well. Yes. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I, I definitely it it does touch you in all uh, ways and shapes and forms and. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, my outlook on things is, is quite different in a way, and um, yeah, well, just just to the side, one of our um, uh, the people who, who joined March of the Living said, you know, be be aware, always have a pe- pebble in your shoe, so always know that there's a little bit of discomfort. So, yeah, I'm um, putting that back to perspective. Sometimes when I was really yeah. cold, I was freezing. I'm like, oh, this is nothing, you know. They had nothing yeah. in the holiday. They had no food, you know. If I'm hungry, you know, this is nothing. So a different outlook. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying the children story. of yeah. Holocaust survivors are at a, any higher level or whatever. It's just a different essence, a different characteristic, mm. a different personality. But let's leave it at yep. that. Thank Henry, you. you've got a lot of things there in front of you. One Let, let's uh, let's, one let's go forward. I want to tell yeah. listeners to do themselves a favour and read. I think all of you in the room has read his book, Eddie Jacu, The Happiest Man on Earth. And he'll tell you what it's like to work in Auschwitz three where he came out as a 28-kilogram skeleton. Yeah. Read that book. I was in tears. Well, You'll read it in a day. Can I interrupt you now? Can I interrupt you now? Um, very interestingly, uh, about a year ago, I was uh, I'm a, a, um, a guide at the Holocaust Museum, and um, various people come and go. And in, on one occasion, this, partic- this lady came with her husband, very, very bright, and um, she asked me to guide her around. So I did, and she became very warm towards the, the, whole, the whole exhibition. And uh, I showed her some pictures of my family who survived by, being, uh, by having false IDs. Those false IDs helped them to go into a slave labour camp, which is where my mother ended up, in a place called Gorolitz. So uh, having said that, um, I showed her the family photo. Uh, One of my cousins is a director at the Holocaust Museum, and um, our whole family was portrayed there. And there was a picture of me, which I have in an orphanage uh, in in Zakopane. And uh, digressing a little bit, there was a woman who had um, who made a um, uh, an orphanage and brought in lots and lots of children, and I was one of them, uh, but I wasn't known as a as a Jew, uh, and and she she allowed me to survive, really. Although at one stage I, I always used to run away and. Uh, and eventually they found me. But um, you got some I, more stories there, well, Henry. What I'm, what because I'm, I want to ask Alex a question I've before we finish. Throw, what I'm saying, yeah. I, I can't get to We're it. We're running out of time. That's all. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to be quick. But this particular woman wrote, wrote a book 
about a, a story about Germany and Poland and Jewish people. And now she's undertaken to write my story. It's going to be a, a big book. Um, she's also making a film. She's in Europe at the moment. Um, and there's producers and all that. And a lot of this, the, the things that I've been half trying to say um, will be in this book. We came to Australia, and I'll just tell you this quickly. Uh, we came to, to Australia as Catholics because we couldn't get to Australia at that time. We were in Paris. We managed to get out of uh, Poland, um, and uh, we came as Catholics because there was a, 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 Cath a Jewish... Uh, not a priest, um, a, a po not a pope. A gullah. Rabbi. <laughs> it's a um, rabbi? No, no, no. A Jewish... Um, uh, ambassador. Cardinal. cardinal. Okay, so the cardinal wrote, my grandmother went, and he wrote me up as a Catholic, and uh, my mother and all. We came here because there was an embargo mm. in 1947. Yeah. Jewish people were not allowed to That's come right. to Australia, as many. Yeah. Okay, but that was changed. Now, before you go into a couple of little stories there, Moshe. Uh, sorry, Henry. Uh, Alex, tell us about some of the personalities on Marshall Living. I believe Ian Thorpe's name comes up there. Yeah, right? so, so in, in previous years, it was mostly Jews that were targeted to come on Marshall Living Australia. This year, there was actually a concerted effort to bring more non-Jews along. So we had a group of 48 in total, and of them, nine were non-Jews, um, which included, as you say, celebrity yeah. former swimmer Ian Thorpe, wow. um, a journalist that some people may know his name, Nick McKenzie. Yes. Um, we also had um, a Muslim woman, a few other Catholics, some of whom were teachers or are teachers of history, and they wanted to come and learn about the experience of the history that they're teaching. Um, and, and some others as well. So it was a very diverse group. We also had, apart from the diversity of religion, we also had the diversity of age. Mm -hmm. We had people all the way from their, in, from every generation, from their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, plus Henry in his 80s. Yeah. Well, I want to say um, that the man who has been so um, forceful and so great... No, no. Um, is Cedric Geffen. I must pay him uh, homage that, that he's kept this thing alive, right? And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is when we all sat down listening to these dignitaries speak at the end of the march, um, I approached and was approached by uh, a sheik from Dubai, and he has great sympathy with the Jewish people, he was there at the march, and at the end of it, he invited me to his home. Uh, there were ambassadors and all sorts of people there on this occasion, and he has two, um, what do you call it, uh, two museums almost better than the ones that we have, and he showed me them. I think the significance of it is as well, it's, it's uh, uh, due to the Abraham Accord as well. Uh, it's uh, uh, he, he's been able to uh, he's been collecting many artifacts from um, Judaica uh, over many years, and he's actually opened up the first uh, Holocaust museum in um, the United Arab Emirates. So you should say you went there on your way home for via you know, via Correct, via sorry. Dubai. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were invited to go, and it was amazing. Yeah. So we want to we want to bring him to Australia. 
you know, and how how we can do it, I don't know, but uh, that's what I really want to do. The last thing I want to say is that a lot of a lot of the things that went on. One of them was where I discovered my father's um, um, papers, um, book of names, and I found it because I he died in Lublin. He also, I've got some letters that he wrote out of the ghetto, and these letters are now in the museum under um, strict sort of... In Melbourne? In Melbourne, and uh, no one's allowed to see them because they're very emphatic and and, and empathy for for what happened to him. He was dying in in a cell, and then he got... Uh, then he got killed in the, the march, the death march. And yeah. as part of that, um, the, these letters that Henry was talking about have been translated into English. And when we were at Maidanek, where he was, yeah. where he was marching, um, Henry got a few people um, to read out the letters, which was probably one of the most emotional parts of the yeah. entire trip because it was real. We could relate to it was Henry's father's writing to his mother, talking about his life and wondering why he hadn't heard from his wife, mm. but that's because the letters never got to her. Mm. Uh, your journey on to Israel, we've probably run out of time. Just quickly, your reflection, what happened after that? Because you come, you, from the saddest times, you went to celebrate a beautiful time, 75 years of yeah. independence. One, 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 of the, one, of the, one of the amazing parts was we, a week earlier, we were with 10,000 people on a somber march. Yeah. And then a week later, the same 10,000 people on one of the most joyous marches, um, singing and dancing the whole time to the Kotel. So that was, that was certainly one of the highlights. And then later that night, uh, a concert to celebrate Israel's 75th birthday, which included the Japanese group that we'd met earlier, and they, they sang a medley of Hebrew songs at, a, at the concert for Israel, which was incredible. Boris. You have been listening to 10K Radius. It's been a fascinating hour. An interview with Henry Buch, his daughter Debbie, Alex Katz. Um, we thank you uh, all for coming in and giving us an insight into March of the Living and uh, what's going on There's the uh, in the... Uh, in the Polish uh, Jewish community, we shall never forget. Correct, Moshe. And uh, we hope that you have enjoyed uh, the last hour. We'll be back after the hour with another hour of 10K 